What is up, guys? Welcome back to the Music Corner Rift 808s. I'm Nate. It's your boy Trent. And I'm Sebastian. And today we have a special guest here, my girlfriend, the one who does editing for the podcast, Shauna. Say hello. That's me. Hello. She has been here on a few occasions, actually. She did a review last year, close to this time, maybe like a month or two beforehand. Uh, and she's also on the cultural significance of the Black Eyed Peas album. Uh, if you haven't seen that one yet from uh, the Black Eyed Peas album from last year, go check that one out, too. Actually, it's a, a good of... one. I used sources and all that. She really did. Yeah, she had a whole paper of sources. It was amazing. But with that, we got some albums. We got some very popular artists that we're going to be talking about today, with maybe one exception that's not as big as the others. But it'll come as a surprise to most that uh, this week was um, pretty shit. But we'll get right into that here, starting with Alice Cooper and his album, Detroit Stories. Trent, go ahead and start us off. If you will. Sorry. I was trying to unmute myself. <laughs> My taskbar kept popping up. <laughs> no, no. Um, so I think I am the biggest Alice Cooper fan here. Facts. Uh, if, if not, maybe Sebastian's – may, Sebastian maybe. But um, I, I've i always liked Alice Cooper. I've seen him twice because uh, he opened. Uh, I saw him with Edgar Winter. It was Edgar Winter, Alice Cooper, and Deep Purple. And then he opened up for Molly Crew back in 2015. Dude, um, same show same shows <laughs> yep uh he was great both times uh loved him i've always been a fan of alice cooper uh yeah even wayne's world this album however not his best i'm gonna be completely honest with you not his best i do think that paranormal was a better album than uh than this one this one you know it, it had its it's you know little old cooper elements here and there but the new type of style that was put on it didn't really I didn't really mess with it uh, as much as I did with Paranormal. I actually, I really liked Paranormal. Um, and we didn't cover it on the podcast because when it came out 2017, 2018, something like that. I can't uh, remember exactly what year. I actually have the thing. It's 2017. <clears throat> 2017? Okay, yeah. Um, no, I thought that album was great. But yeah, it's just I if he would have kept that same style like he did with it, like he had like um, – I wouldn't say like more of a Southern type of twist to paranormal that he other, like rather than this one. Um, but this one, I, f for some reason to me, it felt like there was a bit of like, <clears throat> like, like pop influences or like more, more like upbeat sort of things to it that I just, that I didn't really, th didn't really fit with Alice, you know? So, but uh, despite all that, I still gave it a five out of 10. Still like Alice Cooper. Um, the instrumentals I thought were still really good. He's got a great band. I, I love um, <clears throat> Nita Nita Strauss. His guitarist, she's great. awesome. She's she great. is amazing. I thought she was a dude the first time <laughs> Me too. I saw her up there, and because she I, she's got giant ass guns, and she's it's muscular. like it's crazy. She's hell of a shit. hell of a guitar player too. Oh yeah, she's amazing, amazing guitar player. Um, if you don't, I, you should listen to her solo stuff, solo stuff as well. It's amazing. Um, but yeah, overall, uh, I'll give this album a five out of ten. Um, surprisingly, that is that is the second highest rated album this week. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's a rough one this week. More on that as we go along. But uh, yeah, good shit. All right, I'm going to go up the list here. Shauna, what did you think of this album? Uh, it was fine. 
I also gave it a five out of ten. Um, and my entire review said, "You're not in the '80s." Five out of 10. <laughs> yeah, so, and it's not really a, like a style of music that you're like. I, I'm not even fond with, but just like familiar with, I guess, even at times. Yeah, I mean, it, it's understandable. I mean, Shauna, of like of what I've heard from from you, I mean, I completely understand that. You know, Alice Cooper isn't your thing, but I mean, hey. Yeah, I I've never been super into that style, so in my mind, this is just kind of another one of those. It's fine. It's whatever. Five out of ten. <laughs> Like if it's if it's on in the car, you're like whatever, right? Pretty much. Gotcha. Uh, Sebastian, what about you? So with this one, uh, I'm I'm definitely getting a lot of still trying to live in your youth kind of sound from Alice Cooper. Uh, Paranormal really didn't have that kind of vibe going with it. I feel like this one, he's really trying to be like a stone cold badass which he is like i i love alice cooper as a performer as a singer you know he's made some amazing hits over his long long ass career and he's paved the way for a lot of future musicians but other than that you know a little bit of history you know rambling right there but um i'm just gonna say i do like some of the rock sound on this and the different instruments that he incorporated like harmonics or harmonicas uh, i really thought that was cool to have you know it was a lot of like i'm gonna try to be like bob seger kind of uh rock and roll you know very like you know old school blues influence kind of rock and here's the problem with that nowadays it still works but you kind of need to do something more than the blues chord formula a bunch of times. And, uh, you know, I, I think it's cool that he also brought organs back for a couple of songs too, because I, I heavily fucking miss organs and rock music and in music in general nowadays. Uh, that's not gospel, of course, but I, I think this one is just kind of like him stretching himself a little bit too thin especially with some of those higher notes too that he was going for you can definitely tell he's not at the age where he could soar upon those notes but his singing isn't horrible overall you would think with his age that his voice would be pretty deteriorated but he's still kicking you know the guy is one hell of a performer and always will be but same time i definitely think this album was trying way 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 too hard and not being fun enough i would say for uh alice cooper standards i'm gonna give this one a little bit of a six out of ten you know i'm not i'm not like too neutral on it i do like it more than i hate it but at the same time it's definitely not one of his best mm-hmm I agree. Yeah, I'm definitely going to be the lowest one of all of us because I just wasn't vibing at all, unfortunately. So, like, with Alice Cooper and everything here, I mean, yeah, he's an icon, of course. Like, there's no denying it. He has, like, one of the most unique live shows out of anybody, period. And even at his age, I'd say that's very impressive considering that, like, you know, most bands that, like, even had a gimmick, it kind of, like, gets, like washed out or it just looks like they're simply doing it for money no alice is doing it literally because it's like you know he he's having fun with it i mean you look at kiss and like yeah they're doing the thing and everything but you know at the end of the day they're kind of doing this for a paycheck i mean alice cooper yes he was opening for 
you know, Motley Crue and doing like big arena tours. But at the same time, when you see him actually tour by himself, he's not playing that big of a venue. I mean, he'll play decent sized ones, but it's not anywhere near arena or anything like that. Like he's just kind of like having fun with it. You know, he's doing his thing and you can tell he's having fun with it because he's still making music now. However, yes, this album definitely falls under that whole, you know, trying to be good still in your later years kind of thing. It's just very weak. And like, I don't mind covers at all. In fact, this week there was just like a lot of covers out of all these artists. Like there's three, a half of this week, there was at least one cover on the album. Uh, this one had four is what I'm looking at right now. And I'm, I mean, go off I guess I don't mind like like I said I don't mind covers but just like if you're gonna include so many on an album that's just that kind of like you know diminishes the originality I guess you know uh one th- good thing I guess I could say about it is that like uh the hanging on by a thread don't give up was a whole like you know suicide prevention song and he actually gave the number for the suicide hotline so that's cool you know he's looking out for everybody that's I mean, Alice, it's not, Alice isn't a bad guy. Of course not. Like, he's a good... He's the dad or the grandpa nowadays that you want to have in your life. But in terms of his music, it's just... It's bland now. At least with this album. I mean, I can take uh, your word for it, Trent, uh, that Paranormal was a good album. Like, I'm sure... I'm, maybe it was. I might check it out even, but... Yeah, this is a no for me. I'm, I give it a 3 out of 10. So, yeah, I'm just going to leave it at that. But... We'll move on now, though, to a much better album, in my opinion, at least, uh, the self-titled Era album. So Era is a band that I have loved since high school, basically, since listening to their, uh, I believe it was their 2016 album, Drift. I'm pretty sure that's when it came out. Yep, 2016. And that album was, like, first of all, like a big turning point for the band because they had uh, who would now be their current and permanent, I guess you could say, uh, unclean vocalist. Uh, what is his name here? JT Cavey, I think it is, um, who was previously in the band uh, Texas in July, and he, I believe, has like definitely lifted Era up even higher to like higher standards than they were before. Uh, but not, that's not to say that he's the only reason. I mean, you also have Jesse Cash, who's the guitarist and clean vocalist, who is always just improving on every album. Literally, like that man is like doing so much fun stuff with. The, like you know this guitar riffs and everything i mean you got songs like you know snowblood gungrave divisionary like the first three songs bangers honestly every song on here for me was a banger there i had nothing wrong with anything and i want to say too scorpion hymn is probably like one of the heaviest era songs i've ever heard like that shit went hard i was blown away with that one like kudos to them for that for sure um are there moments of, you know, not even repetitiveness, but kind of, I've heard this already? Yeah. I mean, you can only do so much with a band like this. It's a metalcore, well, a progressive metalcore band here. Um, so, you know, they're always going to try something different at least. But I I still fuck with it. It was easily my favorite album of the week. I gave it an 8 out of 10. And yeah, definitely check it out if that's your thing. So yeah, moving down now, Sebastian. So with this one, I really liked it as well. Um, you know, it's not trying anything too new, anything I haven't heard before. But at the same time, you know, you just got to appreciate what's there. Uh, you know, when you're sifting through this 
swamp, you're going to find a nice uh, grassy, serene meadow. And that was era this week for me. Uh, you know, I enjoyed my time while I was there. And honestly, I, I don't really have much to say because I'm going to be talking a lot about other albums later. So I just, yeah, I'm going to give this one a 7 out of 10. And I've added some out. I added some songs to my playlist as well. So I, I will come back to this one at least out of all these this week. For sure. Shauna, what'd you think? So I would like to point out that before I met Nate, I had never listened to any metal at all. I thought the heaviest <laughs> music in the world was motionless and white. Like literally not kidding. <laughs> and uh, now I love this album. I thought it was awesome. I was jamming the whole time. I I loved it. I couldn't tell you what a single song was about, but just like just listen to the you know the vibe, the beats. I was digging it. I gave it an eight out of ten. I'm, I'm doing I'm doing right things over here. Just want to point that out. You are. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's like osmosis, but with metal. Literally. It is. Shauna, maybe you should just listen to Thrash. Oh, that would be Let's interesting see. if she liked Thrash. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'll, I'll experiment on that. We'll, we'll, we'll get there. <laughs> Trent, Good luck. You, right. Trent, yeah. go ahead. Um, This is the best album of the week. Um, Hell yes. <laughs> at, it's, a, it's a 7 out of 10 for me as well. Um, There were parts that I liked and parts that I didn't like. I mean, it's the style, as you know, as we always say about things in the realm. Uh, you know, it gets repetitive after a while, but overall... It was a pretty good album. Um, the the intro of the album, like the first two or three songs, it was a good hook. I feel, um, and I feel like as we talked about, that is a that's a big killer for a lot of these types of metal albums. Is those first two or three songs, if they don't they don't hit just right, and it just really it, it just really ruins the entire album, mm-hmm. you know, or even any album for that matter. Like. Um, what the heck was the album we listened to last week? That was an absolute banger, the disco one. It was on your story, Nate. SG Lewis, baby. Yeah. Oh. I, the first, you know, two, three songs, I was like, oh, damn, it's actually pretty good. And it just, it hooked me and it was good. And that's probably going to be like, that album is definitely top 10. Um, yeah, top five for me. But for sure, top yeah, five. 100%. But it's just, it's the same thing. You know, if, if the first three songs, they hooked me, but you know, after a while, it gets repetitive. Which I figured it was coming. You know, that that's kind of a bias that is. I think that's an okay bias to have with metal. Mm-hmm. Um, is it's, that you I, know it's going to get repetitive? Yeah, and I want to add too that like this album is probably like one of their longest too at like fifty two, fifty three minutes. So there's only so much you can do in that span of time. Exactly, and like I always say, you know, with these bands especially um, on like that type of spectrum. Um, I am going to go back and listen to Nate. If you have any recommendations, um, I'll fucking take them. Um, gotcha. You know, I'll go back um, and listen to that because if there's a, you know, shorter, I'm like, I'll probably like it, you know, a lot. Cause you know, and we, we each expand each other's tastes, which is nice. Um, wow. Like uh, my boy, Nate out here giving uh, the sound of perseverance by death and eight out of 10. So, but yeah, um, overall, like I said, seven out of ten. Um, it was pretty high. So there you go. Good shit. All right, moving on to the next album here, Lana Del Rey's newest album, Chemtrails Over the Country Club. Sebastian, take it away. 
Ooh, okay. So I, I love Lana Del Rey. It's uh, it's definitely not a uh, opinion. It's a fact at this point. Um, Lana Del Rey is kind of a weird one because you would think on paper that would be everything I hate in a singer, <laughs> but far, far, yeah, that's it's not true. Uh, I, I kind of think of her as the Neil Diamond of this generation because she literally has a timeless voice and just such a vintage but yet modern sound. So that's that's why I like her. But unfortunately, Chemtrails Over the Country Club is not my favorite album by her. Um, I think the first song, White Dress, should have had a couple more takes. Uh, her falsetto <laughs> is kind of uh, mind-numbing, to say the least. I have never heard anything so just poorly executed by a really famous singer and especially one that is a really damn good vocalist too you know i just i feel like she was just trying something okay actually never mind i take that back saint anger is, exists but um, <laughs> but this is definitely a close second she her voice is like up here and it's super high and it's hard to control for her you know and it's it's super just hard to listen to uh from there i think some of the uh other tracks have a very ominous uh tone behind them like title track i think it was cool i think if she kind of died if she would have dove into these uh kind of ominous sounding like fake happy songs i think it would have worked a little bit more for me but she instead just kind of flip-flops between that and then trying to go off that folk aesthetic that uh, Taylor was going for with folklore. Um, Nate pointed that out, and at first I was like, eh, I don't really think so. And then I listened to it again, I'm like, yeah, this is definitely a cardigan. And you, like, and you know what? And you know what? People, like artists like that, are definitely going to follow that trend for like a couple years to come, I feel like, still. Oh, yeah. Because it, it, was, it was so popular. Like, you might as well. I mean, Taylor is quite the front runner for uh, genre trends in pop, and I I'd say that's just her influence, man. She's I, I like Taylor, but it's just it's going to be an endless slew of people trying to be folk as hell, and it's not going to come off very genuine. Um, at least Taylor started folk, but um, yeah, I will say, other than those couple of tracks, you know, I too think that her voice sounds great on some of them. You know, if you go on the title track. I think you can truly find some uh, good parts of this album. And uh, other than that, like not all who wander, uh, not all who wander are lost is just beautiful to say the least. You know, that one reminded me a lot of kind of like, I, I don't remember the album, sorry, but the body electric album era, mm -hmm. you know, I, I really think it kind of caught into that whimsy that it used to have. And I really liked it. I really think that could have worked too if she maybe even went in that direction. But yeah, it was just, it was hard, man. The slock was definitely covering the gems and there was just no glare. You know, it just, it, you just really have to dig. Really have to dig. This is a seven out of 10. I'm, I'm still digging, you know, mud vein style. Berber ding. <laughs> uh, yeah, this one for me even was just no. No, I and 
I don't want to say it's because it's folk, because I do know that there are still some folk albums, or even albums influenced by folk that I still, like, really enjoy. I mean, I know this is going to be metal, but, like, Sebastian, you know where I'm going with this, but Fair to Midland, their little folky influences on Arrows and Anchors, like, beautiful. Amazing. Oh, beautiful. That's that's like that's the proper way to do it when you incorporate metal as well. But I mean, ugh, this one was just I, I this is a I sat through this kind of album for me. When <laughs> you're talking about white dress, I like you know what that reminded me of, that like very falsetto y whisper that she was doing? It was like whenever like you see a dog, you're like, Hi puppy! Oh my goodness! Hi! Like that's it. that's like what it was reminding me of, and like I just thought it was the funniest shit. Cause it's like, what is she doing? I know it's supposed to be some kind of like emotionally driven song about how like she was basically. I'm pretty sure it was about how like she was like discovered as like she was a when she was like a waitress or something. Like I think that's the meaning of the lyric. I could totally be wrong about that, but I mean, I, whatever. You know, it's just it's not. You know, it's not tasty to the ears for me. And uh, this is a two of three albums here that has, like, more of a cover. But with this one, it's fine. It's at the end of the album. It's only one cover. And I guess for the album's sake, it flows with the album. But even then, there's nothing. There's nothing for me here. I gave it a 3 out of 10. And I think even giving it a 3 out of 10 was being generous. But... I, I still respect what she does. I might even look at her older stuff just for the hell of it because, I don't know, maybe there'll be something I like, maybe some of her popular stuff. So we'll see when we get down that route. But, yeah. Trent, what'd you think? Oof. <laughs> big, big oof. Um, yeah, I honestly, Nate, I'm same boat. Like, I don't mind some folky stuff, but this was god i've i'm pretty sure i've heard like one or two lana del rey songs on the radio more than likely what is she known for i don't know but like i know the name wait what's on is that is that her summertime sadness yeah i I just looked it up to make sure (laughs) i hate to be fair that's not that's not she's featuring technically on that one i think because that one is a producer like a DJ dude, and that's not her usual sound. Was it Marshmallow or some shit? It's no, no, no. This is before Marshmallow. This was I, not. I don't think David Guetta. I think it's like Foxes. If I'm not mistaken, please don't uh, call me on that. I don't know DJs. That's right. Uh, anyway, continue, Trent. Yeah. Uh, no, I just I couldn't get past it, man. It was way too slow. Like, honestly, I think I was gonna fall asleep during it. Hundred percent. Like the first song felt like it was a fucking hour and a half long, <laughs> and that falsetto didn't help. <laughs> yeah. And you look at Nisa. You're talking about the waitress and the dress and everything. And I was like, what? like huh? No, you mean? What? <laughs> yeah, sorry, I mean... <laughs> but God, you know what? I give her. I'll give her credit. You know, we're kind of do, you know, as, as if people like her, you know, I'll do what you gotta do. I didn't, I didn't fucking like this album. <laughs> uh, <laughs> that's getting a, a nice, a nice two out of 10 for me because I, you know, I don't really know her mm-hmm. that well, but the album itself, 
Yeesh. Oh, <laughs> I hear you. Uh, Shauna, what did you think? So I didn't really know a whole lot about Lana Del Rey. I mean, I still don't. But really, the only thing I associated her with was like the girls in middle school who are like, I'm so sad. I listen to Lana Del Rey, <laughs> you know? Literally. And so I feel like this album doesn't work with that aesthetic anymore. Um, which, I mean, if she didn't want it to, that's fine. But in from my perspective, that's kind of her niche. And I don't know why she's going a weird half step out of it. You know, because it's still the kind of general feel of, you know, sad middle schoolers. But... It's sad southern middle schoolers. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> um, so I gave it a six out of ten. I don't know. It seems a little high now, but I don't know. I guess it was cool. <laughs> You're just like, yeah, it's another one of those. If it's in the car, that's fine. Right, pretty much. I mean, I might ask you to skip some songs, but... You won't be hearing any when I'm driving, I assure <laughs> you. Like, mm-mm. But I hear you, though. I hear you. Well, yeah, all right. I'm at the halfway point. But before we continue, let's have a word from our sponsor. And we are back. Let's hop into it here with the new AJR album, OK Orchestra. Shauna, take it away. Okay, so I That's, actually they, just you said it. To... She said it. She said. She said. That. <laughs> um, so I actually just listened to the first half of this again, uh, and I mean, I love AJR, right? I love AJR. Their last two albums are bangers, and I love them. However, um, I think one of their like kind of signature things is having weirdly specific songs um because it's funny you know like um trying to think of an example maybe like don't throw out my lego are you talking about on this album no uh, uh there is one that's like there's one i think it's from their album right before it's called break my face which is like i'll even if you break my face i'll still look great it's like what are you even talking about <laughs> you know like it's just weirdly specific you know um and i think in this album they kind of did too much um because, you know, he talks a lot about getting haircuts, and then he talks about his socks, and then he talks about this guy he knew in school named Joseph. It's like, we could use a little bit more generality so that it more people can relate to it, rather than it just kind of being like a, I don't know, like a shtick. Um, I think the songs themselves were really good. But I think that AJR relies really heavily on lyrics in general, and their lyrics were good, but just not relatable. 
you know? Mm-hmm. So I gave it an 8 out of 10 because I love AJR. <laughs> I love how you're just like, eh, I didn't like what they do, but fuck it, 8 out of 10. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah, I hear you. This, this AJR album is definitely probably like, I don't know, I guess one of my least favorites, if I'm going to be honest. I mean, I never heard their debut album. I don't really hear a lot of people talking about that. I just know it has that one song that, like, has that Spongebob sample or whatever. Or, like, it was used in the Spongebob episode. I I don't fucking know. But that's even... That's kind of irrelevant considering, like, these past three albums, including this one, have been very consistent with both sound, style, and even, like, the lyrical content, I guess you could say, of just how you said Sean like the the realness of it all like the two like it's just very specific and yeah like it's it, now let's talk about the positives though like the Bummerland the actual opening track actually no no before I even talk about Bummerland okay overture does a cool thing that I I think is cool where it kind of gives you like a summary of what to expect from this album I think that's cool I know it sounds kind of corny and shit but like I don't know, it's, on paper, it sounds cool, you know, so I give him credit for that. Uh, Also, following that, you got Bummerland, which is, of course, like, one of the best songs on the album, easily. Uh, Then, it comes down to a whole, every other song is bad, and then the next one is kind of good. Really, that's after 3 o'clock things. 3 o'clock things wasn't a bad one, but then, like, my play, I didn't like, Joe, I liked. Adventure is out there, I didn't like bang i liked bang is like the best song off the album period like i you can't convince me i that's like easily it you know uh and then it's just it goes on from there and then like you know we have way less sad which is another good one ordinary people featuring blue man group blue man group man what kind of fucking fossil did they dig up on that one holy shit i have not heard the name the group blue man group in a fat fucking minute i think i was like eight or nine the last time i heard about blue man group maybe even younger and like they always looked really freaky when like they performed on tv when i saw them because like you know how like fucking dark blue they are it's crazy but like they are like you know at least like to me like they actually have some sort of like you know weird connection in my life somehow so i don't know i thought that was actually kind of cool and then way less sad is like you know probably one of like the last good songs on there and it just got some of the other lyrics too are just so like dumb like the chorus of Humpty Dumpty is so irritating and dumb I fucking hate it like I (laughs) the rest of the song is fine until it gets to the chorus and I hate when that happens because at least for me lately that's been like more times than none that that happens where the chorus is just so stupid or at least a part of the song is so dumb that it almost ruins the entire song in this case it does ruin the song but even with all this mixedness with it i mean i still respect the hell out of them considering how much of a good show they put on to live like seeing them live was one of the best shows i've ever seen period they are so fun live they have they have so much energy like it's a great time it's an absolutely great time, and I do recommend seeing them live, even if you're not too much of a fan of their music. As long as you can get down with, like, a couple tr- songs or even, like, a few. Now, it doesn't have to be an album, but, you know, check it out. It's it's worth it. So, with all of that in mind, 7.5 out of 10 for me. 
Uh, they have. I, I I really want them for this next album, whenever it will be, to just change it up a bit. It, go a little more experimental. Stop playing it so safe, because that's the thing that they've been doing. They've been playing it very safe. You know, having those unique looking album covers, and then like the same style of music, same lyrics style, like same lyrical content. It's like, come on, like that's. Give it a little bit of a twist, you know. Let's add some kind of, you know, pizzazz to it, if you will. But I digress. I'll stop ranting. Sebastian, what do you think? Um, yeah, this is this is bad. Uh, <laughs> I've never, I've never been an AJR fan. I find them to be a little bit too pretentious at times. I find them to be quite abysmal. Uh. I, I I hate what they do with their beats. I hate what they do with their pitch shifting. Um, I I find a lot of their uh, catalog to be just very annoying and vapid. Um, but that's uh, that's besides the point. We're talking about the new album. The beginning of it, I I like the approach that they're trying to go for, but a lot of these ideas turn into just poor execution. And I found that a lot throughout the album. You know, the pitch-shifted vocals uh, just on this one, for me, were just very hard to listen to. It's I'm not a TikTok fan, and this reminds me a lot of just TikTok. I've just been, you know, I, I had to listen to this album one and a half times. Like, I listened to a couple songs I w- thought could have uh, redeeming qualities to them just because I wanted to just get out of like an angry mindset because i was just very just it it was just hard for me to get through it all the way um you know i really just hate how many instruments are kind of shoehorned in there you know if you want to be multi-instrumental i i say go for it always but when it's just random it just to me it just seems like oh yeah we can throw a trumpet in here Oh yeah, there's gonna be a violin right here. And I know a lot of stuff happens post production, but this for me, it just feels very shoehorned. Like I said before, I also do not like the fact that they are just very passive aggressive with some of their lyrics. And uh, it was on the song about fence uh, fence sitting. You know, I kind of hate that more than being outright left or right. You know, I just I if you want to be political and showcase something and point your view you know you are an artist you know show it but i just hate the fact that they were just so like okay yeah sit on the fence you know and later on they weren't exactly sitting on the fence it was kind of like okay so you're going to sit on the fence but then call out something it's like you're kind of missing the point of your own song here and um not to mention it just the voice itself that uh, the lead singer has, I don't know which one it is, Alex or whoever it is. Uh, it's not, he's not a bad singer, but f- for me, it sounded very 21 Pilotsy. I got a lot of Tyler Joseph vibes from these songs. Um, I just, I don't know why, but also his ending cadences seem to be very random song to song. It's not like a consistent vibrato. It's not like the Post Malone goat vibrato thing. You know, I I just think it's very interesting the way he does his ending cadences. But uh, going from there, the vocal effects in The Trick, I think that one was the hardest for me to get through. 
that one really hurt my fucking ears. Like it just, it just, it sounded the most TikTok out of all these. I would say, <laughs> you know, I feel like I would hear my sister blasting this at like two in the morning. You know, it's just, oh my god, why is this going on? You know, and uh, I also don't like singers that use a lot of hashtag relatable lyrics. And I know Shauna was also pointing out the very specific topics. And I agree with that completely. It was just like a little too specific. And also they were like, hey guys, this is actually a metaphor, you know, kind of sound to it. You know, if you're going to make a metaphor, make a metaphor, but just don't, just don't make it to the point where you're just kind of catering, you know, and kind of just, you know, being so like on the nose about it. And it's just, I don't know. It just comes off just super like i always say pretentious yeah i just i really don't like it and then also fuck the beatboxing over a mozart beat okay i i don't understand why that happened you know mozart and classical music i hate when people sample it and throw like a trap beat over it it's like the one snob thing i have in my mind because i was trained classically i listen to classical music a lot and i just I respect the craft a lot, and I just I feel like adding something like that just puts yourself in such a time box of an era, and it just makes it sound super dated right away. I I just absolutely cannot stand it. Going from there, it's just it's it's an abomination of sounds, just sloppily thrown together. It's the reason why I hear people say they hate Dance Gavin Dance. It's too much going on at once with little to no cohesiveness. And I just, I feel like, I feel like honestly, most everyday people can write better lyrics than what was going on in here. Um, other than that, it's like basically the illumination of music. So if you ever seen a minion, I think of AJR usually. Uh, other than that, this is the worst album I think I've ever heard. Just period. Like I, I didn't want to throw something like that out there, but I don't think I've heard anything this bad in a while at least. It's just, it's a fat zero for me. I just, I can't, I can't get through this again, and I'm glad it's finally over. Wow. Harsh words, but I understand. <laughs> uh, Trent, what did you think of this one? It doesn't let me unmute. I'm so mad. God <laughs> okay. damn it. Um, honestly, I, I was... I saw this on the list and I was really fucking dreading it. <laughs> I, <clears throat> I'm sorry, Shauna, to do this to you, but I'm gonna pull Sebastian here. Um, I do not like AJR. AJR got ruined for me with the song "Sober Up." I know a lot of people really like that song, but that song got ruined for me, and that's what made me hate AJR. Was that song? Was it like a personal thing or was it just like overplayed? Oh, a lot of things. Gotcha. Um, and to, if, if people are watching, they're listening, watching shit, people are <laughs> listening to this and they like that song, you know, that's okay. You know, for me, a personal thing, it was overplayed and for me, got annoying. That's just how it is. You know, some songs hear them a lot and I'm not going to diss anybody's music. You know, if you like, again, if you like it, you like it. Um, but yeah, personally, I just I can't, I couldn't stand it. 
and I saw AJ on the list. I was like, oh shit, is this? Damn it! And I I, I listened to the first song. I didn't I didn't I was on the kind of on the same thing with you, Nate. I, it was kind of corny about the whole like, oh, this is what you're gonna see with this album. That was kind of okay, but it's. I will give him give AJR like the little thing because it says you know the album is okay orchestra it's an orchestra what are the things on it at like first orchestra shows they say okay this is what you're gonna see in this show <laughs> that's what they do I'll give him that overall like I I do not get headaches from albums but Jesus Christ Sebastian I I now understand how some albums really make you feel I was gonna say it's just like. Like the Sleaford, the Sleaford mods of mine, <laughs> for you. No, I, I could get through that one. That one didn't make me fucking mad. Oh no, I know. But to me, <laughs> is this like your version of my Sleaford mods, where like you just couldn't tolerate it? Uh, maybe I don't even know. I really just I just tried my best to drown it out when I was listening to it. Really, I just could not stand it. There was too much shit going on at one time and with an orchestra i've been to many orchestral shows and i like going to them but this is something completely fucking different when you just throw a bunch of shit together and hope it works out you know i i going off sebastian here like i would i would rather listen to sam you know, 100%. I would listen to St. Anger 100 times over and rather listen to this again. And this probably will go on my list of worst albums this entire year. <laughs> and it is very surprising that I've literally within a month had one of the greatest albums of this year and one of the worst albums of this year. That's the power of the music corner, baby. <laughs> this, this album is a fat zero for Although I know a lot of people really liked Bang off of this. I was talking to uh, uh, somebody in my class, and they they really liked Bang. It's, um, a, it's a good song. And I, I attempted. I attempted, but no. zero out of ten for me. I hear you. All right. Well, going from one murder to a possible another, let's head into the new Justin Bieber album, Justice. I'm, I'm railing if I'm still on if you want to have me fucking Dude, go I'll pop go pop off go go for it one I hate Justin Bieber who doesn't two um this album's fucking trash I honestly I don't know how I put up with this week really <laughs> it, <laughs> gotta be for, honest like I said for as popular as all these artists are for the most part it was rough it was so bad like last week was popping, not even gonna lie. Yeah, SG Lewis saving <laughs> the day. Hundred percent. But this was Jesus Christ. Like, what happened? What happened to music? <laughs> what happened? Like Justin Bieber's first album. I can't remember what the fuck it is. I can't remember what it is. Um, it's the one where he's in the black t-shirt. It's got a My World Two Point so, no, no, it's my world. It's just my world. It's Why is there a 2.0 then? Is there like a remix now? Oh, fuck. Is it? Is it? No, it's called Hold My up. World 2.0. Oh, it is My World 2.0. My world what is it? It's got, oh, it's got like common denominator and stuff on it, doesn't it? I think so, yeah. Yeah, and it's funny. I know that goddamn song. 
Um, oh, no, my sister. Eeny, that's guy Eeny Meeny. She's an Eeny Meeny Meeny Miny that was that actually on that one? Jeez. Yeah, Sean Kingston. Does it does it have common denominator? I don't know if it has common denominator actually. That might Which be like the EP. That might be the EP. That that's probably the one I'm thinking of. Um, let me look at all these. No, my word 2.0 was 2010. Yeah, because that one also had that. That's where. Uh, it's like we're, when Baby and stuff came. I mean, yeah, I'm talking about My World. My World, 2009 EP. Okay. Um, yeah. Like that, when just, like that's 2009. I was still eight, nine years old when that, I was eight years old when that came out. That's when I liked pop music. That one, I really didn't mind, you know? Because um, at the time, I really liked Usher. Um, and, you know, Usher and Scooter, they, you know, produced this album, worked on this album. Um, what the fuck happened in that time, in this 10 years? <laughs> what the fuck? I know that he got arrested for pissing on some guy's car. Or whatever, but, like, what? <laughs> yeah. What and also pulling on a national monument as well. Yeah. And, uh, Machu Picchu. Let's not forget. Like, how can you make such trash? My sister, actually, I was talking to my sister literally about an hour ago because I was telling her about the the albums we had to listen to and she was like oh i only got about halfway through justin bieber's album how was it and i was like i'm i'm sorry this is absolute dog shit um and she was like mm, yikes i was like yeah and my sister loved justin bieber i mean she went to the fucking she had like all the believer stuff like the book the movie the 3d glass all the stuff um i don't know how she feels about him now though um but back in the day she liked him but yeah and I did a little bit too, you know, like I said, so like pop music, but this fucking album, horrible, absolute garbage. I don't, I don't understand why it was, it was longer than it should have been. Uh, first of all, um, I don't even know if there, the, honestly, I just, I think I just drowned out half. Cause I don't like, were there any features on this album? There was a shit ton that I was going to talk about. There okay. Was, that's what I, I, I couldn't remember if that was this one or the other one. Yeah. This one there had was a lot a of features lot. like Khalid okay. chance, the rapper, the kid Leroy, Dominic Fike. Had... Chance was on here? What the fuck? Yeah, Hold on. Holy. He was on the song Holy. Bro, yeah. yeah. That's how you can tell. I don't mind Chance. I like Chance. Oh, my God. No, fuck this album. 100%. Um, I really had nothing to say with it because I just... It was dog shit. Um, zero out of ten as well. Um, I'm, I'm really just about a dog... These the last one that we're doing, I actually is not gonna be zero surprisingly. So yeah, this album I hated it hundred percent. He should stop making music, stop being an asshole. Bam. Facts. Yeah, this is uh something else. I mean like whew. Okay, so uh the only positive thing that I can really say uh is that some of the 80s inspired uh, instrumentals were fine, but like not worth saving, you know. The song I liked, I did like a song. Uh, Deserve You was not bad for me. I actually enjoyed that one way more than I thought I would. And at first, I'm thinking after listening to that one, because then we're in this like the second song, uh, I was like, Am I like gonna enjoy this album considering that Khalid is gonna be featured on the next one? But no, even with his feature, it was still like not that good of a song and like it just kinda deteriorated from there. And uh 
Yeah, then there's, of course, there's the MLK interlude, which I want Sebastian to talk about later because you're the one who brought it up to me earlier on before we even talked about this. So it's like, I want you to talk about the MLK interlude. (laughs) But the most annoying fucking song on here for me was Lonely, the last song, and like one of the bigger hits (laughs) off this one. I fucking hated and hate now Lonely. I... It's I hate what he does with his vocals in the goddamn chorus. So he's like, oh, I'm like, dude, okay, you're you're a sad bitch boy. We fucking get it now. Can you cut it out? Like, holy shit! It it, it like it nearly infuriates me. I'm just glad it's a short enough song that it's like you're not sitting through like five minutes of that because I feel like that's like a lot a little lot of pop artists would do for like a last song that's like supposed to be slow and sad and like oh, I'm so lonely but anyway I gave this album a 4 out of 10 kind of like you know being a little bit too nice with this one but out of the ones that were like lower scores this was the only one that got that I saved a song off of in terms of the bad albums and you know that that's gonna mean something right like at least I gotta give him some brownie points for that. And like I said too, with the whole '80s inspired instrumentals, I was like, all right, that's that's chill. You know, I I can I can get down with moments off the album, but that's that's as far as I'm gonna go with it. And like I mentioned too, lots of features on here, lots of well-known features, but literally do nothing for the album at all. Like they could it could have gone on without them, it still would have been shit. So yeah, all I'm gonna say about that. Uh, Sebastian. Okay, I've uh, this is the one I've been really, really stoked to talk about because you know, once I like talking about good music, I also like to talk about bad music because I, you know, it, it gives me something to talk about. I don't, I don't have to constantly praise everything. I don't have to keep coming up with ways to talk about how hard to spruce things up. Sometimes I can be like, yeah, this is shit, and I'm gonna, I'm gonna rant about it. Um, yeah, so Justice by Justin Bieber is one of the most tasteless albums I think I've ever listened to. Wow, man. You know, if he would have not did the MOK stuff, and you know what? I'll go into it. So at the beginning, he does an introduction that has uh, Martin Luther King talking, and at first I thought it was going to be a political album. And I was like, you know what? If he wants to go political, I, I say let him do it. You know, let him give it... I am never... Like I said, I I sometimes hate political stuff in music because it just sounds preachy, but I wonder where he'll take this. After that, it's not political. It's not political whatsoever. He is talking about just wanting to get laid and being super lonely. Okay. It's a, uh, it's a little bit on the narcissistic back. side, you know? Oh, it's very much so. This is definitely a self-portrait right here of narcissism. Uh, the singing isn't bad, man. Like, I just, I don't think he's a bad singer. Uh, Lonely is the exception because he tries to do, like, a yodel thing. And I'm like, sorry, you're not Alanis Morissette. You're not Canadian enough to do the yodel. I'm sorry. But, um, yeah, it's just, like, it just doesn't come off very, uh, it doesn't come off like it's natural. It just kind of sounds like he's forcing it to. And it just comes off very much like that. Uh like Nate and Trent said, this is a lot of self-pity. 
like this is just digging yourself a deeper and deeper and deeper hole of just self-loathing and honestly i'd rather listen to loathe than this much (laughs) um you know some songs like off my face are pretty okay i think they have good bass behind them some good production and even some good vocal stuff from justin himself you know i'm not going to shun everything he sings because he doesn't sound like the whiny 12 year old that he used to you know he has matured his voice and adapted to be a r&b singer because that's a logical progression for his career but at the same time Woo, man, does he try some other genres? Let's talk about gospel for a second. I like gospel. I'm not a I'm not a believer by any chance or in this case a believer. But um I don't really care that much for the subject matter, but I do love the music and how inspiring and just uplifting it is. I think it's just beautiful just a type of music. And then you have Justin Bieber and Chance the fucking rapper doing a gospel song on this album so i will say this i'm not that big of a chance fan he has some really good hits on his belt don't get me wrong i don't think he is a bad singer to say the least he's gotta get famous somehow but this is definitely some of the big day writing right here i will say this is very much one of the closest we'll ever get to that monstrosity it's called holy and it just it just sounds so so tasteless you know it's just kind of like using religion to sell and you know i know a lot of gospel music does that because that's their whole purpose but this is like coming off like i'm trying very hard to get some kind of other fan in here you know some kind of other fan base for different music and yeah this is bad chance does not sound good in this just he's really phoning it in so is justin it's it's abysmal and then from there jesus fuck i'm gonna quote what this album did martin luther king's speech got cut off at you die when you refuse to stand for justice instead of justice he cuts it down to make it sound like just in that is one of the most shitty things i'm surprised it's not being talked about right right like nobody's talking about this everybody's just like i don't think maybe just people haven't heard it yet i don't know like i was expecting him to just be on the canceling board cutting block you know i was just ready for him to start like feeling the wrath of the you know the movements going on because there's a lot of you know there's a lot of insensitivity right now coming off for people and a lot of people trying to you know expose all the bad shit that's been going on in our country and then you're out here using one of the most just famous and most uplifting people of the civil rights movement to talk about how much you want pussy okay i'm sorry that is just tasteless and gaudy as all fucking can be you know the only good part of this album that i can say is redeemable in any aspect is including daniel caesar and gibeon i love those two as singers and i feel bad that they're on this i truthfully do because they are not this is just not worth their time for me because i I, they probably did out the goodness of their hearts are a really good sized paycheck but I, i love these dudes and Peaches is the only good song, and yet you still have to hear Justin going off about how much he wants to get fucking laid. Is there <laughs> anything that doesn't flow through this kid's brain other than cum? 
I'm just wondering. But yeah, other than that, this is by far his worst effort. And I'm so sorry, my boy. You know, you came out with Yummy last year and I thought, you know, he's on a big pile of shit. I wonder if he's going to get a broom and clean this shit up. He doesn't. He just, he opens his pants. He lets it out. There's just more flowing. And this time it smells so bad. It's, it's rough. This is a fat zero out of 10 as well. I just, this one is irredeemable just because of the tastelessness of everything. Whew. Some heat tonight. I, I just want to say really quick. I, <laughs> I went upstairs to go grab my charger. I went to the bathroom, talked to my mom for like a few minutes, came back down and Sebastian was still talking about Justin Bieber. <laughs> and I was like, I was like, huh, he's still talking. <laughs> like, I'm sorry, I just... <laughs> no, I know, it's just funny. <laughs> At this rate, we're going to be making a loathe album legitimately. Holy Jesus. fuck. All right. I, I, before all this, I was like, yeah, it's going to be a short episode. Right, I was like, psych. <laughs> Big psych on that one. Um, Shauna, what would you like to say about this album? Don't you worry about your long speech. I have one for the next album we're going to talk about um so i guess unfortunately i actually kind of like this album um <laughs> i just want, I, am... I just want to say i love the vast difference in like all of this it's cool. <laughs> it's awesome i i guess i just kind of live in a different music world than y'all do um but at least for me i know that it's all so unnecessarily sexual but I also understand that that's kind of how pop music has to be to work at all for anything like um for example like Ariana Grande he wrote songs about like having PTSD and then the next song was about like yo come to my bedroom like you have to to be super popular um so i'm not really holding that against him um even though possibly i should <laughs> um but i mean just taking it at face value not really thinking about it which is the joy of pop stars is that you don't have to think about them too much uh it was it was good it was a fun album it was you know he has a good voice better than it used to be i think um and you know the beats were pretty cool and i don't know i had a good time um say like seven and a half eight maybe so so, there you go. so, so we're witnessing uh shauna's album of the year don't even stress about it. It's fine. <laughs> it, it is well, time to get the Balthasar with the PPSH4. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh. All right. Let's move on now to the final album of the day. Just came out today. Demi Lovato, Dancing with the Devil, The Art of Starting Over. And Shauna, I'm going to let you take this one away as well. Okay. Oh. Welcome to my TED Talk. <laughs> um, I 
love Demi Lovato. I have always loved Demi Lovato. I have thought that she's the best thing on the planet. Recently, that has changed a lot. Um, which is so incredibly unfortunate. Um, so, as we all know, she overdosed last summer, and that's literally what this was. It that was twenty eighteen when she yes. overdosed. Right, right, because she came back at the Grammys last year. Wait, wait, which um, time did she overdose? What, what, what was that? She overdosed once. I thought she overdosed multiple times. Oh. It was only once. She's she's always been um, like addicted, but like she overdosed, like OD'd, OD'd, like one time. She did go to. Times. She went to rehab a couple times, but she didn't overdose before. Are you thinking of Nikki Six? <laughs> Common no, misconception. <laughs> Common. <laughs> <laughs> <clears throat> no, I don't. I'm just. I just might have my facts mixed up. But hey, whatever. Continue. Oh, so, um, you know this. This whole album is literally about. Hey, that was rough, and now I'm gonna try again. However, she's done that several times. <laughs> but I know that that's a common thing that people are like. I. I didn't know what I was like before and now I found my true self and they do that like six times you know my problem with this okay the actual album itself it was fine it was in a little bit of a different direction a little different aesthetic I wasn't a huge fan of it um but that's eh, it's fine it's whatever I'm I'll probably listen to it again just to see if I like it more. Um, right now, off of first listen, I might give it like 7 out of 10. I, I'm hoping that it'll grow on me. But the part that I have to rant about, get ready. So, with this album, she also released a documentary um, telling the story of her overdose and what led up to it, what happened after, and basically who she is now. And because I love her, I watched it. And, you know, there was just something about it that I I just didn't like it, and I couldn't figure out why. And then I went and watched another video, and right under it, it said, hey, would you like to buy a Dancing with the Devil mug? I'm like, wait a second. Wait a second. You are literally monetizing your overdose. You almost died, and so now you're doing everything you can to get money from it. Like, if it's just about her album, okay, whatever, like... People make albums about their personal struggles all the time, and that's awesome, you know? But her documentary was released on YouTube, and some parts of it you can only get through YouTube Premium. There's literally a paywall behind the story of her overdose in front of. Like, how disgusting is that? Like, I hate that. Like, there is so much drug abuse 
and so many problems and so many overdoses that happen every day. And just because she's famous, she gets to make money off of it. People, oh my gosh, you're so strong when other people do the same thing and then everyone leaves them. Like, this is just infuriating to me because just because you're famous doesn't mean you're special and she's over here like look at me i'm alive i'm so grateful we're like good for you but like you don't get to profit off of almost dying that's not how it works because that's not how it works for anybody like I okay this is a music podcast not to get too dramatic but like <laughs> I literally had a family member die of an overdose like where was her mug you know who's gonna wear a shirt about her literally nobody so that that's just what is so irritating about this like if you want to write music about this to just get it off of your chest great go for it but forcing people to buy that to buy your overdose story that's just disgusting to me i've i've lost so much respect for her like i she was my idol growing up and now i'm just disappointed thank you for coming to my ted talk <laughs> really quick i just i want to say i think that's just a youtube thing about the whole buying, I think they. My, my guess is they bought the story from her <clears throat> because I know like a lot of those things are like you get what like when they started doing YouTube Red and YouTube Premium stuff, um, you got the one free episode and then you had to buy the rest of them, and that's just how YouTube did it. So I'm assuming that YouTube just bought the story and then did it like that. She did have. Um, a documentary before though this is like her third one and her second one was also with YouTube and it wasn't behind a paywall at all when was it? it was like 2018 2017 well, it, it was right after Tell Me You Love Me came out so, so like 2018 yeah, yeah. yeah. when did YouTube start doing stuff? I around then it was around then that they Ra- yeah I think it was before that actually it just wasn't as big they were in development of it. I think PewDiePie was the I think was the first person to get that as well as Vsauce. Mm-hmm. But uh anyway, uh Trent, I'll have you go about the album now too. Um the album itself, um, I will give it a two out of ten. Um honestly, uh kind of in the same boat as Shauna here <laughs> as uh like what like I I knew what this album was gonna be about already. I was like I I know what I I'm expecting, and I I at least hadn't let myself down. <laughs> um. Yeah, I. At this point, what are you what are you doing? You know, just stop. Just stop. Like you know. I it's I I know people reminisce about um you know stars when they're younger you know like shit i i was watching fucking sunny with a chance you know but like yeah I, the the way that people just get so fucked up 
in the industry just amazes me. Mm-hmm. And she, and I know, she's like, whew, she, she has, yeah, she, she's a perfect example. You know, what the fuck? I, 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 I really just, I would like to be in the industry just to know where it goes wrong. Like at what point does it go wrong? That is pretty much the only reason I would like to be in that industry. It's just where. Like what? What the fuck? Yeah, that's. I'm not even gonna talk more on that because I shouldn't have to. Mm-hmm. I hear you. Yeah, this one. So okay, there are definitely two sides of this album to me. There's like, and I'm not talking about the actual like two different parts of this album. I mean, like, there's the aspect of like what uh, both of you have been talking about with the whole industry, with her past, and everything like that. And then there's in terms of the music itself. And I mean, if you're gonna put it into terms of like with her past and everything, yes, this is definitely like just kind of shitty. You know, and that when you like really think about it and everything, and it's just kind of like gaining another paycheck after not putting out an album since 2017, like a whole four year gap in between, which is like, I believe, her longest gap in her entire career in terms of uh, albums. Uh, but, but I mean, that was also because of her overdose and everything. And like, you're not going to overdose and be like, well, I'm ready now. I'm just going to start making music after that. And getting in the studio so i mean i get the time in between you know that's what the 80s were for <laughs> <laughs> i mean that, there's the nikki six reference there's the nikki <laughs> <laughs> literally um but no in terms of the music on here it was like average at best so what i meant also earlier by the whole two parts of this album which was at first i didn't get but then actually full-on listening to it i did it was kind of like i looked at the album first i saw that there was an intro on the fourth track and i'm like what the fuck does that mean and like you know after the first three songs the first three songs are totally about like you know her overdose like her overdose easily like the experience with it no question about that like even the aftermath the intro now is the part two See, those three first three songs were part one. That was the Dancing with the Devil part. Part two is The Art of Starting Over, which is exactly what the rest of the album is. It's very whole, uh, here's me getting my shit together, or at least saying it on paper. Um, And, you know, it just kind of goes from there. Now, in terms of the songs and everything, I mean, there were definitely some songs on here that I can say that I definitely liked. There wasn't necessarily bangers though but at the same time there's not supposed to be bangers i guess if you're trying to make this come off as a whole you know sympathetic album of like i overdosed and i'm changing my life around so i'm trying to be positive and inspirational like yeah you don't want to like put out like fucking like anything off of like the confident album which is like her best album in my opinion like we're not gonna have a fucking cool for the summer-esque song in the middle of a goddamn recovery album (laughs) <laughs> but nevertheless here uh some songs i did like uh you know melon cake which is like basically describing her whole like having to look good in for like you know everybody basically and like how she just doesn't like want to do that anymore she wants to be happy for herself um 
you know, met him last night, Ariana Grande feature. That one was awesome because it's Ariana Grande. Ariana Grande carried the song, if I'm going to be completely honest. But uh, I also really like the one with Saweetie, My Girls Are My Boyfriend. That one was pretty solid. The Kind of Lover I Am, 15 Minutes, California Sober. Those were some good ones, too. Um, what I was telling Shauna earlier is uh, this is the third one, too. Theory of Three with a cover. This one has Mad World as the cover. And the way she sings this song, I'm not even – I mean, well, I mean, there's not really another way you can sing this song without it, like – sound like not sounding good you know I mean like unless like you're just gonna go like you know if you're gonna go all metal but this one like it's definitely a slower tune but like everything... dude that would be a banger what do you mean <laughs> do you want do you want a metal mad world I mean it could happen yes <laughs> <laughs> like have Carry jewels on the line there we go <laughs> run the jewel um it's coming back boys <laughs> Um, but like the way it was done sounds exactly like how it would like it sounds like the exact song that would be used at the end of a drama series. What I gave Shauna, for example, Grey's Anatomy. Something dramatic happens, this cover plays, you know, and then that's the end of the episode, leaving you on like a semi cliffhanger. That's exactly the purpose of this cover, and it really it's just another whole, you know this is a mad world and everything. I have to include this on my recovery album kind of thing. I feel like that was kind of like the mindset basically going into that. But, um, and not to mention, too, this is a very long album. There's 19 songs, 18 if you're going to exclude the intro, but like that's a lot of songs in like almost an hour too. But uh, surprisingly, I did like about half of the album, but there's just, stuff missing with it and not to mention that this also sounds like a very 90s female fronted alternative rock band like Alanis Morissette at times at least there's definitely some inspiration that went into that um at least for me but it's just it was missing something for me to claim it acceptable entirely I gave it a 7 out of 10 which in my mind is just it's average like there's no I might go back to it too but there's no like purpose of like owning it or anything like that like it's just average painfully average almost even but it's something I can definitely go back to maybe even you know find some more enjoyment out of it in terms of the music aspect of course but um I mean yeah like it like like you said Sean on like everything you said it was it, it does come off a little bit like a yikes on that one you know so it's and it's really unfortunate because i do think she still makes great music but if you're gonna like profit off your overdose it's like mm, you know like it's it's one thing to do that and it's also another thing to like kind of like be in denial of uh your overdose one example i can think of is like a uh, scott wyland before he died at like a couple, I think it was like a year or two before he died. He said in a Loudwire interview that he'd been sober for 13 years. And if you know Scott Weiland, you know that is a big fucking lie. Because, I mean, I, I mean that is like one of the big things of an addict, though. Denial. So it's like, it's no surprise there. Do I think Demi will relapse? I mean, she's done it in the past. I don't want to sound like an asshole, but it's kind of bound to happen. Unless she truly gets her shit together. And that's just something we can only hope for you know but yeah end of the day 7 out of 10 for the album uh if you're a demi fan you probably will like it but shauna's a demi fan and she was still mixed about it so i don't know give it a swirl if you will maybe maybe you'll maybe you'll be surprised who knows uh sebastian wrap us up here for this album 
uh, I'm not going to go on any long tangents or anything. Uh, Shonda did a great job explaining my uh, bitterness towards the album. And, you know, since it came out today, it was hard for me to listen to it all the way through. I got through halfway before, uh, before you know, I had Nate coming over and everything like that. And we, uh, and after after that, during the music corner, while we are recording, I've been listening to the rest of the album. And I'm gonna say this right now, it starts off just not good for me. Uh, I did not like the balladry. It reminded me a lot of Kesha's uh, second to newest release. Yeah. It reminded me a lot of that because it was just really like needless belting trying to sound sad woe is me you know i i don't think demi is a bad singer she is probably my favorite out of the uh disney starlets to come out vocally speaking she is a phenomenal vocalist and i love her belting i just love the control of her voice but golly does she just decide to just scream into the mic for the first couple of ballads here and then the album actually got pretty okay for me, uh, similar to what Kesha would do with her career. You know, <laughs> let's make some sad stuff here, and then after this, let's have fun, you know, and let's grow as humans. So I'm going to say she did a lot better job than Kesha did by far with the coming back to uh, herself kind of sound. It's nothing too crazy, nothing too new. You know, I really do like the transition in sound, I would say. I truly think that if this album was just all ballads, I think I would have just not liked this. I think I would have just really tried to tune it out as much as possible over time. But with this one, I'm just going to say it's at least better in the second half than the first half, at least for me. And uh, I don't think of Demi any, any less as an artist for uh doing what she did with the whole monetization of her suffering i think it's just more of like a big hollywood shit fest you know it, it's it happens to a lot of artists and i think it's wrong but at the same time i always try to review as much as i can the artistry at play you know sometimes there won't be examples that i'm gonna be too happy about like the justin bieber one you know uh, I think this was at least listenable and tolerable. All the, you know, I would say more than eighty percent through. Just that twenty percent is just really, really stretching for me. But overall, Demi, you know, I, I hope that you will come back to terms with yourself and everything. You know, it's just dealing with addiction is a very rough thing happens to a lot of people and you know it's hard to not rebound you know one of my favorite singers ever scott wyland he has a very very checkered track record of going through in and out addiction and it's it's rough and honestly out of all the people that are famous i hope demi keeps going and being trying to better herself instead of going back down that same path again because like i said i do really like her vocals i i, I just like demi overall because she's not she wasn't trying too hard after she left disney she did a really good job with her career as far as like the music that she was putting out and 
you know, I just, I really do hope that we can get something that isn't, you know, the first half of this album for a good amount. I'm going to give this a, uh, wrap it up with a six out of 10. All right. Well, there you have it. A long boy today, longer than I even expected myself, but there we are. We've, we've reached the end game, but, uh, before we officially go, let's have some album recommendations. I'll go first. I got one already in hand. I even mentioned it earlier. Trent, you were asking for a recommendation. Well, I'm going to tell you right now, Era's Drift is mwah. That is, like, probably their best album. If not, it's pretty tied with uh, their uh, album after that, Neon. But Drift is, like, really good. I, I think you'd love it, too, like... A, uh, especially with like in terms of the instrumentals, I feel like that's like one of their best like guitar work songs or guitar work albums like that they've had. But they always seem to like try to improve and make it a little bit different, you know, the different Weedly Weedlies or whatever. <laughs> so that one is solid, like super solid. Get your fucking Weedly Weedlies out of my fucking. <laughs> but that's definitely one I highly suggest, especially if you liked this new era album. Definitely check out Drift. Uh, Shauna, do you have an album for us that you'd like to share with the class? Totally forgot that you did this, so I didn't think of one. <laughs> um, I, I can go if you don't have one. Thing. Okay, I'll I'll think about it. Come back to me. All right, <laughs> you got five minutes. No kidding. <laughs> go ahead, Trent. Um. Oh shit! I lost the one I was gonna talk about. <laughs> Sebastian, do you want Sebastian to go? I got it! I got it! Tag team boy, stick the tag team boy, stick. But uh, <laughs> so my album for today is "Soup" by Blind Melon. I am a very, very late bloomer with this band. I heard a couple songs from freshman year of high school that I really dug and I really got into. Um, of course, No Rain is a staple in my house. It's one of my dad's favorite songs ever, but I didn't really explore their discography too much into that. Then in freshman year, I heard Toes Across the Floor. I'm like, really cool. I, I love the harmonics that they use on the bass. I love just the driving melody. I love the intensity of the falsetto vocals. I think it's so cool. And then I got to the whole rest of the album from the song Toes Across the Floor uh, being Soup. Man, this was so fucking good. This is kind of like if Alice in Chains and Oasis decided to have a band together. It's such a weird combo, but hear me out. The bass in this album is phenomenal. I mentioned before with the harmonics that they use, it's just it fits the melody very well, and it also keys in with the rhythm section extremely well but you also go into songs like new life new life is so fucking cool i i was listening to that one a couple times today just to get a refresher for the podcast i really i really fucking love this one uh just his voice i don't i don't the name escapes me at the moment but the lead singer has such a amazing soft palette register it's it's just it's masterful and i i don't see why they didn't get much bigger after the 90s maybe they stopped i really don't know oh the uh um, the, the singer died overdose oh shit okay that okay yeah so it truthfully is a alice in chains uh 
Oasis combo. That that puts a damper on things. I know, right? Yeah. <laughs> he kind of does. Oof. Yeah, so I um, you know, I I still think nonetheless that they are a terrific band and highly underrated. Obviously, everybody knows No Rain, but if you go farther into the, their discography, I feel like if you like No Rain, you'll definitely like the rest of their discography. Uh, they go a little bit heavier in some tracks, like Toes Across the Floor, as previously said. It goes into like that harder, like grungy sound. Um, but yeah, this this band is highly underrated, and I would love to listen to them more. And I'm definitely going to because, uh, yeah, it's 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 tragic, but at the same time, at least the music that was put out before the untimely passing was great. For sure. Uh, Trent, did you have one? ready yeah i remember which one it was um this is an album that honestly i forgot to listen to um and then with the special announcement from the band this year it made me want to go back and listen to it and i did um and i realized it was an absolute banger um macro by ginger this is a banger of an album 100 percent um I love Ginger. Um, I, if you I don't think, if you haven't listened to Ginger, then it's not everybody's music. I understand that, but Tatiana's vocals are amazing. And if if you appreciate music, I've said it before. Listen to the song Pisces off of the album King of Everything. That song. Oh, so good. It's kind of like the epitome uh, but, of the but, band, too, I'd say. And it, it pretty much is. Well, I, who is going to be the one? That, maybe? too, yeah. That one from early on. Back, I think she saw Dreads back then. Um, but off of this album, my favorite song, Judgment and Punishment, um, because it really takes a twist. Um, You've got, like, I don't know. I, I don't want to say reggae, but maybe like a little bit of influence from reggae so just a little bit um and then you mix that with the hardcore metal that they put out is so cool uh, especially on that song um but the entire album is kind of like that um which i think makes it really sick um and if you listen to it straight through um like i mean you get pit of consciousness and then judgment and punishment and just both those together pfft, it blows you away. So if you have the chance, please go listen to Macro by Ginger. It's a fucking banger. But I'm, I'm going to listen to it right now. Fuck it. <laughs> Good shit. Uh, Shauna, did you have an album? Yes. Okay. Real quick. Um, shout out to my mom. Uh, I want her <laughs> to listen to Detroit series, the one by Alice Cooper we just listened to. So I... I want to hear her thoughts. Hey, mom. Nice to see you in this podcast form. <laughs> uh, to everyone else, uh, including her, I guess. <laughs> um, I'm going to say The Click by AJR. Um, I think that that is their best album. I think that if you hated this one, you might at least kind of tolerate that one. Um, so, or, or, or not. Or, or just. Or not. I, I don't know. <laughs> But I, I think that almost all of the songs on here are really good. Um, so, 
I recommend it. Even if you hated this one, try it out. <laughs> Luck. Good shit. All right. Well, that's it. That is the episode. This was a long boy today, but we hope you all enjoyed this one. Trent, Sebastian, as always, thank you for joining me. Uh, Shauna, thank you for joining us on this episode. Yay, yay. We will see you guys in the next episode. This has been the Music Corner with 808, and we are signing off.